<clears throat> this is the sick episode of ifanboy.com. It's number 64. Brought to you by Geek Armor. Welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 64. As you were... <laughs> huh? coming, to you, coming to you from our deathbed. <laughs> As you were led to believe in the opening teaser, uh, not one, not two, but three of the iFanboy uh, faculty have been laid to waste this week. Oh, God. It's like the plague ripped through us. <laughs> what? No more orgies. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> no more iFanboy orgies. Oh, now it got weird. Yeah, because <laughs> my next thing I was going to mention how this is all Connor's fault. He's the originator. Well, He's the originator of the germ, but it weren't like that. <laughs> it weren't like that at all. Uh, uh, I, I apologize. Listen, folks, let's introduce ourselves, lest there's someone who hasn't been driven away yet who doesn't know us. Uh, I'm Josh, and I'm here with uh, Ron. Hey, and Connor. <laughs> Hello. And we're from myfanboy.com. Uh, we like the comics, so we read a lot of them. And then every week, we uh, one of us will pick the best one that we read that week and write about it on the site, ifanboy.com. I just plug the hell out of that. Uh, and uh, then we come here and we do a podcast on it. Normally, we sound good and we are articulate. Uh, not so much this week. Not so much. We're a little fuzzy-headed. Um, and you may have noticed that uh, this week that we, we started a video podcast and we're going to talk yeah. more about that later but just so you know you know while we were on the site all day wednesday and everyone was like hey thanks we were all dying yep. <laughs> I, I mean like i had i had 101 fever that day and yeah. they're like congratulations and i'm like please kill me <laughs> please kill when wednesday was probably the cumulative worst day across the three of us all that video yeah. did was remind me about what it felt like to be healthy Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways we're going to talk about that later <laughs> but before, <laughs> we're going to try to mute out the coughs too um, but before we get to it, uh, we want to make sure we warn everybody, if you haven't read your books yet, uh, we're going to talk about the books from this last week, so uh, there would probably be spoilers if you haven't read them, and we don't want to wreck that. So if you haven't read your books, just come back a little later. Oh, really? <laughs> spoilers, you say? Shocking. I'm sorry. You're a jerk. Why don't you fill them in on what happened? Wednesday, Ron and I were out on the town... In um, our sickened state. Because that's, that's the best thing to do when a couple of guys are sick. Hit New York City. Go out of the town. Yeah. Especially when one of them's got the pick of the week to write. <laughs> Big mistake. And we got home, each, each of us, about 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, separate homes. Or, Let's be clear. Yes. Separate homes. About mid, oh, midnight, 1 o'clock. And um, I got home midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Ron Iams me. And I asked him if he's writing the pick of the week. And he goes, yeah, it's really tough. And he said, he's I, said I, can't, I can't decide. I said, shit happened in these books. Proceeds to rattle off the spoilers and endings for each book he's read. I haven't opened a single comic yet. <laughs> Ruined the end of Ultimate X-Men, <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man, 52. It's great when you're sick and you laugh and you cough. <laughs> and I couldn't stop them because came, they came like bullets, like boom, 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 boom. I didn't even think of that. I just assumed you had read them already. Because I just had my mouth open staring at the computer like, great, don't need to read the comics. 
<laughs> go to bed. You owe him 20 bucks. I do. I'm sorry. You, I you and Kirkman. Well, <laughs> it was really hard for me to pick, and I thought maybe he could chime in and help me help me out. But um, I it was supposed to be a light week, and I ended up getting about 10 books. But, like, in freaking, like, more than half of them, shit happened. Shit went down this week. Like, stuff happened. It was, it was, adv- awesome. it was uh, adventurous. It was. I had I had, and, like, four books to get. And I ended up buying a little more than that, but it was true that in every one of them, I was like, oh, it was a very satisfying week. It was, it was. It was a good meal worth of comics. But um, I was trying to decide between, you know, 52 and Ultimate Spider-Man and Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes and Ultimate X-Men and The Spirit and Green Lantern and all these great books. And ultimately, um, pun intended, um, Ultimate X-Men number 78 came out on top. And the, the reason why is because if, if for those you know people who have been listening or reading, or I don't even know if how they would know this, but I, I've been very pro-Ultimate X-Men very recently. Um, up for the past 75 issues or so, I've been generally anti-Ultimate X-Men. 1 through 75, not so much. He, not so much. He, but he, this, is, this is Ron. He, he was against it for six years, but bought everyone. Yeah, exactly. I well, refuse to support this in any other way but financially. It had an excellent <laughs> title. I'm contractually obligated. Um, Where's that contract you signed? I want to check the fine print. <laughs> so, um, so before you know, so so this has been the this is the last issue of a four issue thread um, thread four issue um, arc by, <laughs> by uh, Robert Kirkman, who I got to give credit for wrote a kick ass story. Uh, he's only been done two storylines, but I think he's been the best writer. They've been book. great. Yeah. And I actually, I actually bought this one. Oh, you did? Yeah, I don't buy. I don't, oh, wow. I don't buy this book. Right? No, I know. So I thought, oh. well, why not come in on issue seventy-eight at the end of a four-part story <laughs> on the last issue? Yeah. You know what? I followed it though because of the podcast before. You know, you guys had talked about at the end of the last issue. Xavier was yeah. like, "I love Gene," and we talked about how creepy that was. And then we talked right. about Cable having Wolverine claws before, and right, and Rogue getting her arm ripped off. You know, and, and I thought, like, "Hey, we do a show, and some people listen to it. Maybe I should read it." Yeah. And I can- also, you had a fever, so you might not have been it's in true. your right mind. I was I mean, like, "I've heard of this. I'll buy this." <laughs> I also got but, some uh, Archies. <laughs> and I got uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I bought Betty and Veronica was awesome this week. <laughs> I bought Blue Beetle. <laughs> anyway, um, so why would you do that? I, you worse. I didn't. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Um, so, so before we get into the story, I just want to talk briefly about the art by Ben Oliver. Fantastic! Unbelievably awesome. He's good. I mean, and and one of my big qualms about this about this series up the, for the past seventy five issues has been the the artistic teams have been too inconsistent. There have been too many writers, too many artists on the book, off the book, on the book, off the book. You never really got a real feel for it. And, I mean, I think these are the first four issues he's done on this title, but he can never leave. I mean, he nailed it. He's he like a, it. He's kind of like a sketchy John Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It, it, was, it was great. It was awesome. I mean, and now I want to go dig up everything else he's done because it looks awesome. You know what I really liked is the way that he does anatomy. Everybody looks sort of bulky and muscular, but it's not like, say, like Simon Bisley or, or – or, what a weird one to pick out. Um, <laughs> Diodato. But, like, where they're, like, everybody's way overly super muscled. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, no, it's, exactly. it's just got a little bit of a smoother real-life edge to it. It's nice. Yeah. And one, one interesting note, that, that if, you, if you flip through this page, first off, the, the, the second and third two-page two splash page was just awesome of the fight. Like, he really got across the and, – and this is, I think, partially, you know, a combination of the art and the writing coming together – I mean, this fight was brutal, and you felt. I mean, and it felt it went by really quick, but you felt every moment almost. And um, and there are a lot of pages where there's just no text. Yeah, 
you know, a lot of silent pages, a lot of silent pages, which are which are really really cool. Um, and then you know, getting into the story, and there's like, four pages in the middle which just had nothing to do with it at all. Oh wait, that's oh, an yeah. ad. Yeah, Sorry. Anyway, at least it didn't have a cardboard insert. I did. So no e music yeah, this time. So no no e music thing. I do. Oh, I don't. Son of a bitch! Really? Oh, you have one? I'm looking at you Johnny Cash right answer? now. You're I have kidding nothing. me. In Ultimate X, yeah, I got I got that oh. and the four page other insert. Oh wow, you you rolled the dice and lost. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, um, it's funny. It's an ad for Civil War, which I already bought last week. <laughs> Great. So, so um, I'm sorry, I threw you off. Yeah, it's alright. I'm sick. It's, it's, it, it, we're thrown off all, just in general, yeah. so don't worry. Um, so it, it ties into the story, which you know we had mentioned at the end of the last issue. They were basically Cable, who is actually Wolverine from the future, comes back to kill Professor Xavier, and kidnaps Jean Grey to try to lure the Professor out. And there's a big fight in the Arctic, and and Cyclops was supposed to stay back with Professor Xavier to protect him in case things didn't go well at the fight. But they decided to join the fray, and as they're leaving, Professor Xavier in the last issue you know, revealed that he's in love with Jean Grey. So that's where the issue starts. And for anybody who's <laughs> bitched and moaned about Cyclops not being badass or anything, he's badass in this issue. I, I would like he to was, point out that I never bitched about not being badass. I, I giggled and reveled at it. <coughs> All right, true. Okay. I thought, but, I thought um, it was really funny that you like such a pansy. <laughs> not. He's a leader. No, he's not a pansy. He's, he's a Mr. Mr. Fun Stuffer. Anyway, um, that's just so, about, but, that's just about but, enough of that, Mister. So from you know he jumps out of the Blackbird, you know, which is cool, then, which is very cool. Yeah, very very cool. Confidently, just you know, tells you know the professor to tell Storm to save him, and you know, and he kicks ass in the fight. I mean, when Cable threw the the Ninja Star at him and cracked his visor in half, that was that was I mean it was hardcore. It was a it was a brutal fight. You know, it was really. Um, this is and, the first time Cable's ever been interesting. Yeah, <laughs> well, possibly. I'm sorry, it is. Anyway, so um, I know nothing so about big, cable. Big fight, big fight, big fight, and then eventually it ends. And here's the spoilers: that it ends with a big explosion, and looks like Professor Xavier's dead. Um, He's not which, having a good year. Not having a good year at all. Which um, you know is kind of true to the, the to the original vision of the original X Men, and that Professor Xavier dies several times in the past forty years since always comes back. So I can only assume he's going to come back in this series as well. But I thought they handled it really well. Like you really got the emotion of the reactions of the team. Has he never you died know? in this book? He's never. This is the first. It's time. funny because I'm just like, oh come on, they must have been through this before. Yeah, but no, I forget it's that it's time. ultimate. No. But then at the same time, though, it's ultimate, and like we said, shit happens. Like the beast died in the beginning of the run, and he's still dead. Yeah. Well, you know, and like he might be you know, coming like, back. Yeah, maybe. But that um, would. Uh, that's, that's a whole show. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't want to derail the conversation. But I was just leafing through the um, back of the book while you were talking, and. Ben Oliver is not drawing the next issue. Ah, bad move. Oh. Who's drawing the next issue? Yannick Paquette. I don't like Yannick Paquette. Well, Yannick. it's about Jean Grey being sad, to judge from the yeah. cover. That's good. Yeah. So, but these, th- this was just awesome, and it was just great. Was I, really I have cool. a couple of, of uh, ultimate questions. Okay. If I may, uh, as I'll play the noob here. That's not a hard part. Um, ultimate X-Men, were, weren't they originally supposed to be for, like, younger readers? I think yeah, the whole ultimate, the ultimate line, line was... was yeah. They've forgotten about that. I think they threw that out the window. They got away from it when they realized there are no all young readers. Uh, well, they, well, there which are, is true, but... which is probably very smart. And the ones, you know what, the kids who are reading, they're probably mature enough to deal. But this is not youth-oriented. Oh, this is not for kids. No, and and no, I, no, aren't no. these supposed to be like the younger X-Men? Because... Uh, well, it's, it's not that it's not for kids, just not that it's it's not directed at the kids. I mean, right. it's, kids could read it. Well, it's got mature it. themes. Well, sure. Dude, there's a bloody, burned-up skeleton at the end. So, I mean, you see, any popular movie these days is going to be full of blood and guts. 
Stuff. They're skeletons in Star Wars. Yeah. That's the most grisly scene ever, and they ignore it. That see, see, that scene haunted me for years. By the way, like from kindergarten until like fifth grade. I love. I would, I would look away. I, I love, love the idea of of the droid very like solemnly putting the body, just sort of flipping the bodies on the <laughs> right, fire. Jawa bodies and on the, the fire, and, and, and it's never spoken of again. Yeah, I know. Like, like there's like one scene. Luke looks away wistfully, and it's like, all right, so where are we going? And that's it. It's never mentioned again. <laughs> Time for adventure. <laughs> oh. oh god! So um, Jim Lee, sit down. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but no, but you're right. The um, these are the, the, when the book started off. They were supposed to be younger X Men. All the X Men were supposed to be in their teens. Wolverine supposed they to still be. Are. I mean, Bobby and Rogue. The problem is they're not drawn that way. They're drawn like adults. Look at Cyclops. Well, Wolverine he looks is older Wolverine. than me. Yeah, I yeah, know. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He's getting old. It looks more. I, of a I man don't look that man. old. I don't look like any kind of man. He looks like <laughs> he looks like Tom Cruise out of that thing. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. So whatever. So um, but they're still referred to that way. A few issues ago, they st- they reiterated the fact that Jean's nineteen and she's just not drawn that way. Neither is Cyclops. Yeah. She's drawn hot. But it's a nineteen-year-olds can be hot. Sorry. Anyway, um, so yeah, so it was good. But the um, they often are. <laughs> so um, the other ultimate book that was in the running was Ultimate Spider-Man number one hundred four. Thank God that's over. Which is part eight of the Clone Saga. <laughs> part eight. It's over. It's over. Now, now. I- I thought it ended parts. on a high note. I thought it pulled two it off. Two parts too many. Yeah, it was... Pulled it off at the end. It's a saga. A saga can't be three issues. I said two parts too many. Six, saga six... can't be six issues. What's the saga cutoff? Eight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that. I just I, made that up. I, like I, no one knew that. <laughs> like no one knew you were just pulling out of your ass. I, listen, <laughs> I, Connor, you did not like the Clone Saga. No, I didn't. I thought um, the story was full of humongous holes. I thought. The fact that we all predicted how it was going to go in the first issue was a bad sign. And, I don't remember uh, predicting that. Don't you remember when all the clo- all the Peter's dad showed up and Gwen oh, Stacy yeah, showed up and we all that. sat around with Augie on the show and said that they were all going to be clones of Peter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We've <laughs> been talking about the clone saga for half the year. You know, but like, I didn't mind. Like, I thought it ended well. I thought it was interesting enough. It, it brought the character somewhere else, as, as Ron was so gleefully pointing out to us earlier. Um... Not in this show, uh, but just earlier in general. Uh, you know, him and Mary Jane got back together, which is going to yeah, create which, tension with him and Kitty. Blows. Which I, I do have to break lament. Him up. I, which I do have to lament. I like the I did like the Peter Kitty relationship, but this this could be the you know, triangle. This could be a good direction to yeah. take it in. You know, unless they just shunt Kitty off and then never dealt with again. Shunt. What if Kitty? Yeah, but that's not like Bendis to do. Look, look! it's a good Bendis book. You get good scenes. There's a lot of good dialogue in it. The problem is things don't make sense. I mean, why is the Peter, why is the Peter uh, Parker dad clone all of a sudden rapidly aging and dying? I had the, the, the other clones don't yeah. do that, too. Yeah, we don't really He's got rubbery face. He's like, sense. hey, kid, let me just sit down here. For... Right, but tell me, like, I mean, it was... taking, But taken on its own, <laughs> that scene is a very, very emotional scene. But the problem is you, just you nice read the scene and you go, wait, why are the other clones all of a sudden rapidly aging? Yeah. I mean, why? This, it doesn't Because he was already. I don't know. Because he's I don't, old, and old people should just die. I'm no geneticist. Yeah. So whatever's going to follow here is going to be useless. <laughs> right. But no, no. But I, I mean, I, but it seemed plausible. It seems okay. Yeah, he's why? cloned. I don't, I don't know. Because the page when Peter and Mary Jane hug was worth it. <laughs> it made it all worth it. I also like wow. the fact that. that and I think it's kind of creepy you, that clone female Spider Girl is, is, is flying around out there. That's awesome. That's that's I love the fact that she's out there. Yeah, that's so cool. And that's so, um, that's and it, it's just enough to make you feel a little uncomfortable. Just yes. like it's him, but it's a girl, and it's 
And he was a tr- kind of attracted to her in the beginning. Was he? Uh, well, she, you know. That's I'm okay, not gonna I say think. It. I'm not going to say it. Uh, My, I, I is, do that, wish... is, that, is that okay? No, it's not okay. <laughs> no, I think it might be. As long as you don't... It's not okay. Uh, you know, nah, it's not, not okay. Uh, I just, not I just followed it to a logical con- conclusion, and I decided it's it was not, not okay. It's not uh, but I did like... I mean, I liked the Nick Fury arguing with the FBI guy. I thought that was funny. Well, that's what I mean. There's good scenes, there's good dialogue. Look at, but look overall, at the, look at the cover of the next issue on the last page. That looks good. I'm there for that issue. You're not going to let it go. I wish. I do but, wish Bendis would write the Fantastic Four, the Ultimate Fantastic Four. Yeah, he he's a really, really good guy. Fantastic Four. Um, I would buy that book. Yeah, another great two-page splash page spread where the Peter girl and normal Peter are punching Doc. I hate two-page splashes. Oh, I love them. Awesome. What a waste yeah. of space. No, it's fun. It's exciting. Nah. It's, a, it's a crescendo of action. I do not like the M- the Beast MJ. She looks like she belongs <laughs> in Bone. That's one of the rat creatures, doesn't she? Yeah, I that can creepy, see that. The design, yeah. Maybe it was so, a, a tribute to that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It was good. I thought it was ended on a high note. <clears throat> I was shaky about it from the start, but it ended on a high note. Holes you could drive a truck through. Didn't care. Okay, okay. so sticking it. Stick it with I the Marvel. I'm so glad it's over. The other book I was curious about that, that was in the running was a bit of a surprise to you guys. Well, yeah, I think to both of you, was that I was this close. Honestly, it was a last-minute decision. I almost went with Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes number 50. I would have fallen out of my chair. Earth's Mightiest Heroes number 5. Number 5? Yeah. It was awesome. Number 50? They've been pumping that out. I know. <laughs> These come out every week, I think. I think they're bi-weekly, to be honest with you. Okay, four bucks a book, that's, that's no small thing. And the fact yeah. that this guy can't draw. The art's not that bad. No, you guys don't have the art, but it's... I, I don't I, buy it, but I look at Josh's copy, and it's not good. And, and I keep buying it because, like, really the story and, and the setting and everything is really... It is good enough for me to keep buying it, and I've really enjoyed it because this is, like, a great... Let me just give people who haven't been reading it. I don't think a lot of people are reading it. Uh, the summary. Basically, this takes a look at um, the time of the Avengers... Right after the Vision sort of was created and joined the team, he was a villain before that. He was created by Ultron. Um, and Captain America took off, and they put Hank Pym, who was Goliath at the time, uh, who seemed to be a perfectly capable, trustworthy, stable human being. And they put him in charge of the team. Uh, and then this explores what happens then because he goes crazy. Couldn't handle it? Couldn't hack it? He couldn't hack it. And he goes kind of nuts because he's got all this responsibility, and then he uh, apparently he 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 becomes Yellow Jacket, which was awesome. Yeah. Now, now the thing is, is that I I didn't admittedly I didn't read these issues. I've never read this original arc and the original issues back in the sixties and seventies, so I don't know exactly how it happened. I've always been very curious because I love the Yellow Jack. I think it's later. Yellow Jacket it's character. Sixties. Yeah, I think, I think it, it might, might even be early eighties. Maybe, maybe I gotta go back and look it up and look, but um, but the the thing, no, Vision was around. Vision, Vision was around earlier than that. But well, um, the yellow jacket thing, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, but so I don't know how it went down, but it's just like, and so I want to go back and read these issues to see kind of how close it is because this is kind of like a retelling of it. But <coughs> Casey nailed these scenes like so well because you've got freaking Hank Pym there in a new costume. Acting all gruff and weird, claiming he killed Hank Pym, and you've got like Hawkeye and Wasp and Black Black Panther. Let me, all let me, there, again, like... let me set the scene. <laughs> Basically, everybody is in is in Avengers Mansion, and there's all this tension with the Shield agent there, and they're all there, and they're like, "Well, where's Hank?" And then Jarvis comes, and he's like, "You should come into the other room." Or I think it was something like that. <laughs> and they go in, and all the Avengers are standing around, and all the Avengers in this case uh, includes uh, Janet, uh, the Wasp, and Black Panther, and Hawkeye, and Vision. And they're all standing around, and there's what to them is clearly Hank Pym dressed up in a new costume. 
And he's just like, y'all should let me on the team. I'm the best there is. And they're all like, but we know you. And, you founded the team. and they're, they're But they're not saying it. And then the S.H.I.E.L.D. woman uh, who's there says that they should let him sort of go along with it. So he's had this mental mental schism. Yes. And they have to just go along with it. Yeah. Which, you know, unsettles Janet. And she gets unhappy. Uh, I would imagine it would. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just about the tension around that and how they deal with it. It's it's and it, fun, and he just he nailed it so great. Yeah, I mean it was just I mean like I I, I mean I was it was I felt you know reading it I felt you know I, I, like awkwardly embarrassed for them. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, you know like it, it was just it was great. It was it was fantastic. It feels like it, those it, early Avengers, those very earliest Avengers comics I ever read. Yeah, but not and, in a in a not in a. A retro way. way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just captures that tone while doing it. I don't want to say it's a modern retelling. It's just a... No, it's just a retelling. It's a capable retelling, and it it works really well. Honestly, I think it might be one of the best written things I've seen Joe Casey do. I mean, because it it works within continuity, and it works within the story and the characters, but it's like it really got the scenes across. I mean, like every scene was was tension-filled in this issue. Yeah. I would have loved if this had been done by a capable artist, and I would have bought it. Yeah. Like George Perez, anybody who can draw anatomy or scale. All right, whatever. They've got, everybody has basically my my issue with it, and Connor's seen it, is that everybody in it has like sort of really wide waists and torsos and That's sort of legs. sort of shortish legs, and like you know you know the you know the Hawkeye boots, which are the same as the Captain America boots. Yeah, yeah they draw yeah, them in such a way that the overhangy part is gigantic. Yeah. Like yeah. they look like huge clanging bells. And they go down right to the foot, which is just... You know, we're going to find out later this guy's like 85 years old. You know what? I thought that. And I tried yeah. to look him up, but I don't think he is. His name That'd is Will it's Rosado. Like, or half like, blind. It's, yeah, it's like some, you know, like comeback kids. They were all going to feel like, terrible. I know. Yeah, exactly. I, I know that's what's going to happen is that I'm going to get an email. It's going to be like, yeah. this is the guy. And, and you know... And and he's he's overcome glaucoma. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and yeah, we're so, all going to so, have to so, cry yeah, into our exactly. beers. You know what, though? He's, yeah. he, is, he is telling the story, and he's getting it across. I think it's fine. I think it's capable. I think it's, get, I think it's doing a fine job. See, for me, the art is very... No Jim Lee. It's a big deal. I have to really like the art to like the comic. Right, if I don't no like Jim the Lee. art, I can't like it. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But I don't think it's that the, bad. The wasp looks hey, pregnant in some of these shots. Yeah, I know. I did think that the same thing. I'm like, oh, she's kind of bulky. If you, if you don't buy this book, uh, if you really liked the Avengers sort of in the in the 80s, uh, this might be fun to read. But if you don't and you're in the shop, pick it up and flip through it. And, and, and seriously, take a look at what you, at these and tell us what you think on the on like the, on the threads, if you, yeah. if you, what you think of this art. Cause I mean, honestly, the art is no worse than the art in 52. I disagree. That's totally across wrong. the board. Across the board, oh, there have been some awful. The fifty-two, the fifty-two art may be boring, but it's not. It's not out of scale and in, out of proportion. Yeah. And well, speaking of fifty-two, that was the big. The big. I didn't. I didn't have to spoil that issue. Wait a minute. Me. We actually <laughs> talk about DC on this podcast sometimes. It's amazing. I thought this is the Marvel podcast. It's, it's turning into it, and we don't even like them that much. It just it happens to be what's going on. I don't, I don't want like any more emails. Anyway, um, <laughs> so fifty-two, the big reveal. Apparently, it was on the cover, which I didn't notice. I didn't even notice when I bought one. Oh, I, I noticed it. when I picked it up immediately. How do they yeah, do it? But- How do they do a weekly book where every week for the past month or so, there's been something really interesting that happened? Because we're in Act Three. It's good times. Sure. It's happening. Well, let me ask it's you: happening. Did you feel a little let down? Yes. No, I loved totally it. Totally let down. I loved it. I thought the explanation was awesome. I thought it was great. I thought it made sense. I thought it was great. This issue was all about letting me down. Uh, you know oh, what? I, I, I will it. tell you. I'll just I'll split it up. The Booster Gold thing didn't let me down. Oh, the other Animal thing. Man. Animal, Animal Man. I was like, one issue? Apparently nobody dies in 52. No shit. 
because you know now, now one the, issue. the question Animal Man who you know I'd listen oh, okay I'll go right through it the 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 question not not dying I'm okay with that I really like him I was like wait a minute I just met this character Animal Man I really like and I've known for a long time and, and I you was were like, upset you were upset I was but I they did it so don't undo it a week later. <sighs> Well, luckily we'll find out in a week or so or two weeks what what this means. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I thought it was good. I thought it was a. So here's shit. my question. This is what I'm trying to figure out from this book. When um, they all right. So so what happens is we find out that Booster Gold was Supernova, right? Yes. Right. And Booster Gold is working with um, Rip Hunter. Hey, Rip Hunter, the time the who, time guy. I have no idea who he is. I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, so they try to they try the to they try to look it up on Wikipedia. They try to capture Skeets, the evil robot football, in um in a Phantom Zone magnet of some sort. Yes. Yeah. And then it it, it looked like to me maybe they released people no, in the Phantom uh, Zone. No, apparently apparently Skeets absorbed the Phantom Zone. But it's people. not really Skeets. Who is it? That's what they said in this. Oh, it's not? No, they said that's why we knew it wasn't really Skeets, because he would have picked up on something. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah Booster yeah, says yeah. it, and if you were really yeah. yourself, Skeets, you'd be having a field day with that statement. Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. I'm just trying to figure out what the 52 are, and I thought maybe it was 52 people from the Phantom Zone got released. Yeah, it looked like he absorbed the Phantom Zone. Yeah. In general, which is, which is impressive. Interesting. Did you guys notice in this that um, who and I'll pick on this art too, just to be fun. That whoever it was that drew Ollie Queen made him look like a, a woman dressed up as a man, <laughs> like a drag queen. Yeah, look at the facial hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Hello, I'm uh, Ollie Queen. <laughs> anyway, it was good. I liked it. I'm okay with it. It was a bit of a, the animal man thing. The animal man, like right. like like they they actually like emotionally affected me last time, and yeah. just so and quickly yank it away. Yeah. So, um... Bad, bad, bad. Did Green Lantern let you down? Green Lantern ruled. <laughs> really? So DC Green Lantern book ruled. And I've oh, heard Green that Lantern, across the board this week. Yeah, it was good. It was Green good. Lantern featured the guest appearance of the new Justice League, and that was more fun than all of Justice League issues put together. <laughs> this is a fun... This is, this is how you write the Justice League. Yep. It's big action, and within the big action, pockets of kick-ass characterization. Yep. That is how you do it. Get Brad Meltzer off with Jeff Johns on Justice League. <laughs> it was great. It was it was really really good. This is this is this has been a really fun. I wish this book doesn't come out very often. Now I've been I've been reading this since the since I mean I've been I've never stopped reading Green Lantern for the past ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus, that's a long time. Anyway, um, <laughs> and specifically within the Hal Jordan rebirth type thing, I feel as if I should have a lot more sympathy for this cowgirl. Well, she's never. I, I don't know anything about her. I don't. I, like, has she been in it more? Did I did I not notice the pages she was in in previous issues? I know. I know she's been in. I know they were captured and they were POWs type thing. But I feel as if like it's assuming a level of sympathy for a character that I don't feel has been established yet. That was my only gripe. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I don't. That part of the storyline is to me only serves to to f- fulfill the emotions and how that we care about. The rest yeah. is like who who cares. Um, the shark man made an appearance. I thought, I bet you liked. Did he? Yeah, you didn't Where? see that. Where's the shark man? He's in. The, he's in the prison. That that. Josh, the storyline is that Abin Sur's son is out to get Hal. 
because he he wanted the ring. Has it happened, sir? His son ever been a Green Lantern? <gasps> I see the sh- the shark man. I guess not. He's in a Green Lantern outfit. Outfit. That sounds like a pretty enough. good way to go. Yes. Yeah. He uh, so he's 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 concocted all these 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 scenarios to get Hal Jordan. Nothing's working. He got all these bounty hunters going. I mean, after did, nothing's working. Did did um, you know that Hal Jordan had a secret prison on the Air Force Base? No. That's what happened. No. Can I go if I if I haven't been reading this? Can I go pick that up? That issue? Yeah. I think you sure, could. Yeah, you I could. almost did because I heard you say that you wanted to talk about that on this week. On you were like, well, I want to talk about Green Lantern. And I was like, well, maybe I should get it. But then I got there, and I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it because it was awful or because it was really good. No, it good. was really, really good. Um, for some reason, only... I couldn't call you. <laughs> I, I'm on the phone. You know, I, I do, what I... people don't understand is that neither of them will talk to me when we're not recording the show. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, guys. And they'll be like, don't answer. Just it's a lot of energy. Him. Send a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> um. The only things that bother me are uh, I really don't like the fact that Alan Scott's got his eye back, and he's in this issue a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't. I like. I like the fact that he lost an eye. It's kind of a cool. Did I they mean, give it back to him? Does now he? Have well, it? he's he's got he doesn't have an eye patch anymore. How did he get the eye back? Well, that's my question. Yeah. Um, and it feels like this book never comes out. Yeah, it does. You know, I think it hasn't only been. Seven issues since the we won you later. I don't know. I'm not counting. Eight, I think. All right. Well, anyway, this was really good. This was a great Justice League appearance. This is actually making me like the Justice League um, more than the Justice League. Well, that's. Justice- I mean, you, you really, but the, like, you really like the Justice League. Uh, yes, as a, as a concept, not as a book. Right. <laughs> you don't like the current incarnation of them in no, their own title. Not at all. Did that's. Yeah. So was I the only one who still bought the spirit? No, no. this week. No, oh, okay, wow, really? This was, was my pick of the week. <sighs> was it? Yeah, and after being sort of lukewarm on the last one, I think yeah. I've come around to the party. Nice. Like I sort Welcome. of, I'm like, okay, I I get it now. It was good. It wasn't was it? great. Yeah. Can I, I? I love the spirit. I've never read him before. No, yeah. I, I mean, can I just like? I want to I, I want to get to this in a second, but I finished reading uh, New Frontier sort of for the first time all the way through last week. And I got it. You know what I mean? Like you got I, it, I'd yeah. heard a lot about him, and I was like, "Oh, I get it." Like it, <laughs> it, it clicked for me, and so yeah. somehow that helped me understand and, and like this work a little better. I think it sort of gave me more context and where his work's coming from. And I guess you shouldn't have to have that, but whatever, it helped me. Um, this guy, the Darwin Cook, I will call him. He is one hell of a storyteller. Yeah, he. I mean, that, if, if nothing else, he can fucking tell a story. I mean, well, like the, the writing, the art, everything, everything tells a story. There's nothing extraneous. Well, you know, you know what I emotional. just thought was one really nice thing that there's a lot of sort of unwritten rules when you're telling a story. If you're a writer, you're you're doing you know even like little sketches or things like that. Now, at very beginning of the book, uh, I don't even know his name. The spirit. What's his real name? <laughs> oh, it's like. Something old school. Whatever. He's in the back of the... He's been picked up by a short round. His name is Denny Colt. Denny Colt. Yeah. He's been picked up by a short round or whoever his young sure. ass- assistant is. Um, and he's like... And, and and basically he says, if I show up in the costume, that ends up that usually ends up with me out back getting beaten by a gang of stupid doormen. And when you say that... Getting beaten stupid by a bunch of... Bunch of uh, doormen the size of beer trucks. Right, right. Yeah. Now when you say something like that, that usually means in a story that you have to show it later. 
Now, people who are reading it don't have to know that, but it's one of those storyteller things that I picked up on. And like he comes through, and he does show that exact same thing happening later. Because if yeah. you say something might happen, then it has to happen. Right. It's just and, – and it's just – he does little things like that, and he does it in such this remarkably clean, basic way. There's nothing extraneous about this book. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's also it's 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 deep. I mean, the whole thing, the, the idea of this woman whose um, life was ruined by this guy uh, taking all these years to exact revenge on him. The other thing is, yeah. like, he also uh, we don't we're not familiar with these characters or or no, I'm this not world at all. At all. But, but immediately you get a you get a sense right from the beginning that there is some sort of deep history between the spirit and this girl Pigel or Pigel or whatever. Pigel, yeah, yeah, you definitely get a connection. And they, he didn't. He did that so. Elegantly, yeah. Like without without like going earlier the year, you know. Like there was no yeah. explanation; it was just inferred. There's nothing heavy-handed. Like I can't, you know, no. I'm pissed off still because you did yeah. this to me. You just you could tell from the interaction. And he, and he does great. it with so little. Like he just he works so economically in that way. Yeah, I'm just was... I'm really impressed by it, and and more so as I go on through it. Go back and read the first issue then. Yeah. No, I mean I don't need to. Hmm. I. I... Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Awesome. Well, so so you read New Frontier. What did you think of that, dude? Yeah. <laughs> so you got the abs- You got the absolute edition. I borrowed right? Connors, okay. but yeah. I'm now like wishing I had had the money left over to buy a copy for yeah. myself. It was so good. I mean, yeah. in just every way. I, I like when I first started reading it. Um, I, I was let's backtrack to when it came out. Well, when it came out, <laughs> I had read this. I, it wasn't because you know what? It's funny. Too much money. I was probably cranky or broke. I don't or care. At the time. Yeah. No, the issues were like six, seven bucks a piece. They were totally. Worth they it. were fat. They were totally worth yeah, it. Yeah, they were thick. Whatever. At the reason at the time, and I didn't. I wasn't getting it. And you know what? I think it read better for me. It read better as one whole piece. But well, it always everything reads better one whole piece. Um, sometimes I like some things. I really like reading in issues. I like reading why the last man in issues. By the way, you two didn't get to read this week's, but. Uh, I wish you did because we could talk about it. Oh well. Oh well. It was like a fill-in kind of thing. Anyway, I'll get to it in the trade. I know, <clears throat> but you'll it'll stick out because you'll be like, "What the hell's this?" Okay. Anyway, but something major happened. Anyway, sorry for you wow. people who want to talk about that book. We can't. <laughs> We're acknowledging that something major happened, though. Yeah. Um, I, I just the the thing that that New Frontier did really well that was interesting to me. He sort of does it in the spirit as well, but the spirit takes place now, whereas New Frontier took place in the late fifties, early sixties. And it felt... I don't get the sense that the spirit takes place now. The spirit takes place a little now and then. Yeah. yeah it's kind of a Batman animated series where it's yeah. an amalgam of now and... I mean, because the kid driving had iPod headphones. Yeah, and it definitely has... The first they have modern yeah. technology. Right, but it's, it's, it's that middle world that, yeah. you know, it's, it's old school and, yeah. and modern. Well, yeah. the... the the, uh, the New, New Frontier is squarely the 50s, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't done in, in a hokey way. No. It was just... I don't a, know why you think it would be hokey. I didn't. But a lot of it's times, not, it's not a comic from the fifties. It's a comic about the fifties, right? But it's a like lot of movie. times when they go back to do that, they do it kind of hokey. And I, I really loved the, That's the your interaction uh, in in you know in in Indochina with uh, with uh, Superman and Wonder Woman and that stuff. And there was just so many layers to that story. And and more than anything, that book is the best Hal Jordan that I have seen. And forever, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe ever, uh, really. Yeah. I I don't think I've seen and they they don't get Hal Jordan now and 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 they like if he should be writing it why he should take over the regular book yeah even yeah. as good as, as good awesome. as Jeff Johns is he still doesn't get Green Lantern I mean I like kind of like, like how Bendis doesn't get Wolverine yeah yeah I mean I like that issue 
overall, but ultimately the, the weak part of that comic is Green Lantern, which is the name of the book. But yeah, uh, Darwin Cook gets Green Lantern. I mean, he's he got a him. he's got a very specific personality, and and just it's the same thing that not was, just Green Lantern, Hal Jordan as a, as a person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I and I just I I enjoyed all the parts of it, and then I was reading. You know, I'm getting to the end, and I understood the meaning of of what the title was, and. And it just had that big, huge, epic feel like things are supposed to have. And that's really without using most of the, you know, the big guns. They, the, you know, Superman and Batman weren't heavily featured in it. Yeah. There's other characters. Well, that was a good use of Batman. You know, it's also fantastic, a character that is often also overlooked, John Jones. Yeah, Martian, Martian, Martian Manhunter. Manhunter. That was done really well. Oh, yeah. what, a great, what a great origin version of him. Yeah. Him sitting yeah. there watching TV. Yep. Changing into like how he learned humanity. It's yeah. Great. Very good. It's a great. Pe- I mean, uh, again, another absolute knocked it out of the park. Is awesome. there is there yeah. a, a non absolute version of that? Because like, I don't know why you'd want it. I know, yeah, but no, if somebody honestly, doesn't yeah. have an, a, there has to be. There has to be. Yeah, a trade. of course. Yeah, there. I think there's trade, actually yeah. two trades of it. Okay. Yeah. So. Like, so, yeah, it's two part. It's part one and part, part trade one, trade two of it. If yeah. you're out there and you've ever wondered, you know, like about the DC universe and. Yeah, if you're one of those guys who don't really read DC or Marvel guy, and you want, you know, an over—not an overview, but you want a really good book that a you can read and not it. have to know anything. Yeah, yeah. New Frontier is it? It's a really yep, totally. great, and and it feels like the DC universe, but in a really good way. Yep. If that makes sense. No, it makes perfect. That's sense. a lot of praise. No, no, no. I have an idea about it that I want to run by you guys. Um, that I was thinking about when Josh gave it back to me, I was able to because <laughs> he actually borrowed it while I was reading it. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't have done that. <clears throat> <clears throat> I have to do it for another reason. I can't get into here. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think the DC universe is much more malleable towards setting it in other other eras. Like this, these characters yes. work perfectly in the fifties and sixties. They work perfectly now. Yeah. Whereas I think Marvel might not work as well. And I don't know why that is. I don't argue it that doesn't work as well now. No, I don't think you could take Marvel and set them in the same kind of. Yeah, no. Mar- Marvel's, Marvel's been more true to the time period that the books come out, and they're 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 less timeless. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because they've existed for for forty years. But I think right. But the thing is, you you could do a version of the Fantastic Four now, and you could do a version of Fantastic Four back in the sixties. That makes sense because those characters have existed. But you can't really take Cable and put him in the sixties. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah. No, because Cable is a nineties character. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like you couldn't put Darkhawk in the fifties. Right. Know? Oh, that'd be awesome. And, and, you know, it's funny. <laughs> Seriously, a Dark Hawk in the 50s, that'd be really cool. That's a, that's a premise. <laughs> that's a pitch. You can yep. reach us at contact at ifanboy.com. But I think that the DC, for some, for some reason, the DCU is, has a, more of a mythological yeah. feel, I guess, where you can sort of put them in any time frame and the characters yeah. still all work. And I don't think it's a bad thing, necessarily. No, it's not. It's just yeah. the difference. I mean, they're, they're, they're more timeless, and whereas, um, but it's not, it's not a value judgment. Yeah. I just thought of that while I was reading it. Yeah, interesting. It's true. I, cool. I'll go with that. I will subscribe to that. So, um, so in a rare case, we all agree on DC: The New Frontier is a must-have. Quite good. So, yeah, very good. Whew. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Josh. I, I yeah. very much so. did. I really recommend it. Can we retape the first video show? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of that, well, for, well, so it was a good week of books. So, um, and, and you go ahead over to ifanboy.com. You can read the review of Ultimate X Men and talk about what books you enjoyed. But, um. For, the, for those of you who might have noticed, we had a little bit of a, an announcement this week. What was that? Yes, we teased it last week on the last show. So this week, on uh, this past Wednesday, we released the first episode of iFanboy, the video podcast. 
um, which for some reason we thought, hey, we've got faces for podcasting, so let's, <laughs> let's do a video so you can see us. Speak for yourself. I mean, I've got nothing but free time. <laughs> exactly. So um, we partnered up with our friends over at Revision 3, um, who are a great uh, kind of uh, content uh, network. Um, they do the widely popular Dignation podcast that a lot of you might listen to. Um, and... So we're going to be releasing a new show every Wednesday. If you you can subscribe to it in iTunes, that's where you can download the iPod friendly format. But in, if your taste is not uh, low res, smaller size, quick we time, recommend you go to Revision Three and get the high res quick yeah. time. Or so go to Revision Three dot com slash iFanboy and you can get you can get high res quick time, high res w, Windows Media, high res Xvid, high high res yeah like so they do Theora, they do so many different video formats. So pretty much, you can BitTorrent it. You can, yeah, exactly. So you want it, right? And we need to make an important point here, which email email has come in about it. You don't need a video iPod to watch a video podcast. You can watch it on your computer, correct? Or and if you don't want to. Download it. You can just watch it in the Flash Player that we'll post on iFanboy.com. Not not the best quality of it, but it'll get exactly. the job done. Um, yeah, I think two thirds of us don't have video iPods, right? right. Correct. Well, we've seen but it. and and two thirds of us don't have Xbox 360s, do they? No, but that's the other thing. I I downloaded right. the window the high res Windows Media version. And I put it on the on the big TV. Yeah, through the Xbox through the, looks great. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So that's enough so. that you can watch it on your TV. God knows and why you'd want to do that. <laughs> in a month from now, when you all buy Apple TVs and you hook that up to your TV, you can stream the podcast from iTunes to your TV via an Apple TV. So it's 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 much, many different ways to watch it. So, so we should so shoot first it. episode. Yeah, we should shoot it high def. No high def. You sure? No, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> nobody wants to see that. So, so lots yeah, of so, close-ups. So look out, look out on Wednesdays for the new episodes of um, of uh, the iFanboy video podcast. And this Wednesday, which is completely different, we should mention than that, the yeah, audio it's, show. It's yeah, not like uh, Dignation, which is a video version of the audio podcast. It is right, or two or different so. shows. Right. Two different, different pieces. We're still more, talking about more content. Yep, exactly. As as we see them. And the, the cool thing, because you know, a lot of you said that you enjoy this audio podcast, you listen to it in your commute or, or in the car or wherever, um, but with video, we felt as if we could still talk about comics, but in a different way, and you get to see some of the things that you don't typically get to see in comics, kind of like this week's episode, which is coming out this Wednesday, um, which will let, be a surprise as to what it is, but we think you'll get a kick out of it. So, And, and believe us when we say this, it gets better from there. Yes, trust us. I mean, like, <laughs> we're, you know, we're proud of it and we like it. A lot of people liked it too. And, and, uh, and oh, by the way, just in case we didn't say it, all of you guys, uh, especially from the site who knew us before, you were so supportive, and and we really appreciate yeah. it, and we thank you for that. I mean, like it just yeah, makes totally. us feel really good. Uh, you know, you know, you were out there saying great things about us, and and uh, dispelling uh, untrue rumors in certain instances. <laughs> um, we're friends with Geekdrome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We didn't replace anybody. And we strongly recommend uh, Geekscape. Exactly. Geekscape dot net, which is Jonathan London's new show. And if you're not watching that, you're missing out on a great hour of uh, podcast and fun. So definitely. Um, but the point is, uh, many people like the first episode. We kind of like the first episode, but we feel like subsequent episodes are much better. So yeah. I mean, like yeah. if you've ever listened to the first audio podcast that we did, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> it's terrible. It's awful. I know. Jesus. It was anyway. so bad. So, so, yeah, so it does get better. So and, and, stay tuned every... Watch for next week. Yep. So stay tuned every Wednesday at ifanboy.com or at revision3.com. 
Uh, or so. subscribe on iTunes yes. and you'll get it downloaded. Yes. Um, and quickly, we do want to thank the folks at Revision 3. They worked yes. really hard to help us launch. Um, and they're super awesome. And if you don't watch their shows, you should. Yeah. So. All sorts of, they're going to have all, they have all sorts of different kinds of programming. They're going to have even more so, to fill your specific uh, niche as interests. Yeah. Um, so, and um, also, uh, that went along with that is that uh, we have a forum over there. Oh, yes. So if you've been on our site and you thought, I don't want just the threads that these losers post because only me, Ron, and Connor can do it. Uh, you can go there and start your own thread. Yes. And find out what it's like to put up something you're interested in and have it just get ignored. <laughs> if a tree fell in the forest. All right, cool. So thank you again for enjoying the video, and, and please keep your comments coming. We definitely want to cater the show to you all. So. Um, all right, cool. So that said, let's get some business out of the way. Uh, this episode is sponsored by GeekArmor.com, and at GeekArmor.com you can go get cool t-shirts uh, for the geek in mind, like uh, video games, science fiction, movie, TV t-shirts, all that sort of stuff. So head over to GeekArmor.com, and when you uh, buy there, uh, mention iFanboy. So, all right, cool. So, listener email Listener time. email, yes. yes. Thank you, Geek Armor, for sticking with us. Um, okay, so our first email comes from Troy who um, wanted to drop us a note because in the last podcast I mentioned that there are no good anthologies. And he says, well, in terms of Marvel fanfare or DC Presents, that's true. But he wants to know if we picked up the Flight Anthologies um, the Flight anthologies book. He's got the second and third book, and he's waiting for another light week to pick up the first book. He says they're really beautiful. You get one or two big names in them, like Jeff Smith of Bone or Becky Cloonan of... Um, Demo? Demo. Demo. And, and uh, but most, that Vertigo but book most, she's doing. Yeah, uh, American Virgin. Yes. Um, but most of them are unknowns, at least for him. Apparently they, they've come from the animation industry, and well, he gush on and on about them, but he leaves them to us to judge. So seriously, the highest possible recommendation. This uh, I've, I've never heard of this. This is Neither a book I. that I have meant to pick up many, many times. Yeah. Uh, if you, like at the con this year, one of the, in San Diego, uh, 2007, six, whoa, I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> I don't like the show. All they do is blame their stupid things on being sick. <laughs> like this was uh, Flight 3 came out and there was huge lines for it to get signed and everything um, and this is Flight's one of those books that I've heard a lot about and everybody's it's just beautiful and it's it's but it's an anthology and for some reason I have never been able to get over the hump to spend the money on it because I you don't you and the like money it thing is a big problem and the funny thing is is that a lot of the times these expensive books you end up liking it when you read them in trade no 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 that's all they are there's trades right well, right, no, I know, but I mean, but you you seem to be hung up on the price thing. No, it's not the price thing. It's it's that twenty uh, bucks could go to all sorts of things. Right, and right, it's going to go to a book uh, that I might like or one that I will really enjoy. It's be- too much of a risk. It's not a risk. It's just you know, it's not even money. It's like time almost. Like I could buy another book. It's going to take up room on my space on my shelf. And and my own taste is I don't really like anthologies very much. I want right. I like narrative stories. I have a hard time getting through a thick anthology yeah, because there's like no anthologies. thread to tie them together. Yeah. I picked up that 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 twenty four anthology from Image. Yeah. That um that uh what's it called? It's all robot related stories. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, there so. was I read a I read an anthology called the Prophecy Anthology, which was started as a way that they would get all these different small indie artists, and it was oversized. And it was printed on beautiful paper. Really, all sorts of great work in there. But how long did that last? I read through the whole thing. It didn't last long at all. No, I mean people, the, no. The I think just the one, volume one. <laughs> And I did. I did a review on it on the site. You can search for it um, in there somewhere. But like, yeah, good luck with that. Well, no. If you just put in prophecy, <laughs> you go to you go to the Google search on our site and you put in prophecy, you should be able to find it. Um, okay. I, I don't know. For me, like, I'm a novel reader, and I like I like serial television. Like, I like 
you know, HBO shows which go from one week to the next and have a continuity. I for some reason, and, I, and I'm guessing a lot of comic readers are like me and are not into anthologies. Yeah, well, it used to be popular at one point. I guess, yeah. but times have changed. Modern readers. You're not you're not big for the slice of life. You're not big for the the snapshot moment kind of. No, story I'm big kind of into dog. slice of life, but I like to see it continued. Right. Like, no, I know, I know. Conversely, yeah, have no, you guys saying, read Optic Nerve? I've read a few issues here and there, yeah. Exactly, you've read a few issues here and there. Because, well, just because it never comes out. I mean, right, but like that, a few yeah. years ago I went and I bought like all of them because yeah. you know they're all still on sale at different conventions. And I read like five or six of them. And they're just mm-hmm. these little short vignettes, but there's no unifying theme to make me go from one thing to the next. Yeah, that's how do you How do you feel about the Twilight Zone? Yeah. I don't, I can't, I don't, for some reason, like, I can't sit down and watch a bunch of them in a row. Ah. Uh, no, I think uh, they're, I think they're good, but I, uh, I get much more satisfaction about watching several episodes of something, like... You don't like, you, you, I mean, this is, I mean, we, we, we knock, this, we've knocked around this a couple of times now. I mean, like, you know, like, you, we talked about it on the, on the year-end show. I mean, like, for the same reason why, why I like The Sopranos, you don't like it, because... You know, because sometimes it's just slice of life moments of, in their life, and it's not actually continuing the story or continuing the narrative all the time. No, I, no, 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 no. That's a mis- that's that's not correct. I, I think uh, that I, was the discussion. No, but they're was, continuing yeah, that was exactly. It. I don't. I think the thing the Sopranos wasn't as good this year. But no, I, no, no. But I, but every now and then they'll they'll just show a a brief snapshot of one particular sub character's story and never pick up on it again. Well, that's because they drop storylines. That's not the same thing. Well, no. But I, I I and I think sometimes they're just showing slices of life in that lifestyle. I don't know. I think that narratively, sometimes those slices of life things have to contribute to the greater narrative in either terms of character or terms of of plot. You you they need, you need structure. It. You need you need structure and progression. I need to be working for towards something. Usually, yeah, right, and 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 I I happen to enjoy no structure and sometimes not working towards something. I mean, kind of like a more postmodern kind of which is a- odd because it, in real know. life we're the exact opposite. Yeah, which is funny. It's funny how that works out. So anyway, so okay. all right, cool. So I'll I'm gonna look out for flight now because I'm so I'm I'm peaked. It's 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 peaked. supposed to be beautiful. All three yeah, volumes. Check it out. So all right, cool. Thank you uh, for that, Troy. We really appreciate it. Our next email comes from Paul, and he has a request for Josh. He would like me to read it with a thick Boston accent. That was in parentheses. All right. I, I don't know if it. I do Boston a, very well. I do Maine, but most of you probably do, don't know do the sick, Do sick Boston. Hold on there, Paul. All right. Tommy. <laughs> he does not address it to Tommy, so I will not. With the recent death of Animal Man, what is your opinion on the growing thought that the DC editorial staff has something against the JLI, JLI Ligas? J- <laughs> Let me try that again. What is, no, just start. Just go from there. <laughs> Do you think the DC editorial staff has something against the JLI era leaguers? I grew up reading Giffen's Justice League and loved them. In the last few years, we've watched almost anyone contacted to that era be broken in some manner or other. I would love to hear you guys' opinion on this. Tommy. From Paul. <laughs> Paulie. Well, Animal Man's not dead anymore. Yeah, but right. they put him through some shit. The thing is, is that well, Giffen, Giffen's been involved in a lot of the breaking down. Giffen of Giffen is doing this. Yeah, I know. So I think it's okay. We've heard this theory a lot, and the problem is, no one understands Giffen's in, Giffen's deep. He loves deep it. in this in fifty two. Yeah, he loves it. Giffen, so, yeah, and uh, he was responsible for the Blue Beetle thing too, wasn't he? Yeah, totally. Yeah, he wrote the first couple issues yeah. of the Blue Beetle. So yeah, so we're fine with it. It's a, I think. Fine. I think. I mean, I that's what my all time, one of my all time favorite runs in the, of any comic. But uh, I think this is a little bit too paranoid. Um, yeah. yeah, because, I mean, uh, Guy Gardner, nothing's happened to him. <coughs> exactly. In fact, he's gotten better. He was worse in the 90s, and they fixed him. 
They made him more like the character in the Giffen. Fires in in Checkmate. Yeah. She's more yeah. badass. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah, Booster and Beetle and Maxwell Lord and Animal um, Man. But Animal Man is Animal well, Man is back. But the thing is, Animal Man appeared briefly in the JLI, but he's not like a JLI leaguer. Right. Animal Man has had a long history. Yeah. Uh, just because he died doesn't. I mean, it's not like they killed off um, Ice. Well, Ice already died, but right. Uh, I believe or, uh, that or this Ralph letter was written prematurely. Yeah, probably. Yes. So, all right. Well, that's why I think it's a paranoid. Uh, our, our last email comes from Matthew, um, who is a very simple question, which is, "What is the one regular title that we can't get rid of every month, no matter what happens in comics today?" Around the around the table, Josh, the uh, one comic you buy no matter what. There's none for Josh. I don't think there is. Poor choice to start with, Connor. <laughs> Detective Comics. Okay, Ron. Uncanny X Men. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any like that. I don't. There's nothing I yeah. won't buy if it doesn't. You definitely get bad. don't. There've wow. been things that I wouldn't stop. Nah, not even that. Try being friends with this guy, people. <laughs> He'll drop you like a hat. <laughs> don't piss me off. <laughs> I, I break up with them all the time. That's it. I, I slam the door and run out. Yeah. So, all right. Mine is a combo between Detective and Batman, although Detective would win out in the end if it was only... And mine's a combo of X-Men and Adjective List, but I'd get Uncanny. So I was going to say there's some that like I invested a lot of time in, but eventually stopped. Like, I stopped 100 bullets after, like, 60... No, you don't have one. You don't, you don't have you one. You don't have one. You lose. So. All right, if you have an email, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Um, let's move on to the voicemail. Our first one uh, confused the hell out of us. Hey, this is Francis at Florence City Board of Education. I left a call for service before we went on Christmas vacation on the 21st. I talked to someone uh, yesterday, and they were supposed to come. Well, they were supposed to be here on Monday. They didn't come yesterday. Uh, I need to hear from you because we need our machine because we're running three machines, and uh, this one that you have in here, it doesn't work. And if it can't be fixed... We're going to have to get another service. Thank you, and have a good day. Uh, uh, All right, we'll be right out there. I, I, like, did she not listen to the outgoing message? It does say something, right? It says a lot, actually. About it's a this. long outgoing message. And so, like, did she mean to call 1-800-FANBOYS? Uh, okay. <laughs> and I want to know what kind of machine needs to be fixed. Although that makes sense. If she didn't mean to call 1-800-FANBOYS, it'd be a machine involved. 1-800-FANBOYS yeah, uh, is a gay porn line. <laughs> we never just come out and subtle. said it. Subtle. <laughs> We're always like, "Whoa, it's this," and when, we lead people when, to have to call it. When Josh gets doped up on cough medicine, he st- becomes brutally honest. <laughs> I just say everything. Yeah, I never liked no, you, and no, your father doesn't love you. Mustache no, too big for face. <laughs> <laughs> there's no filter. So, um, so Francis, we hope you got your machine fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Funny if she was a listener. I called the wrong show. <laughs> Shit. I feel All bad right. for her. Um, our next email, our next voicemail's got a question for us. Hey, I family, it's uh, Chris from Long Island, and I had a question about the Avengers and uh, JLA. I know everything after New Avengers and JLA. I want to know um, that when JLA became JLA. So I wanted to know what was the important stories in Avengers history or uh, JLA history. Thanks. That's a tall I order. Think that's a- I think it's a good question, though. I think we forget. Sometimes we forget about that. Can you briefly, if, can you briefly uh, sum up British history for me? No, no, no. But okay, if you if you want to get into, uh, I can't speak to JLA, and I'll give that to Connor. But if you want to get in, that. if you want to get into um, get into new to Avengers from a historical standpoint, I mean, Kree Skrull War, the Korvac Quest. Um, what was the one other one I'm thinking of? 
Well, anything before Avengers. I mean, New Avengers is a lot. Well, right, no, but I mean, I think George it's the same thing. Stuff, well, yeah, also you know, that too. Yeah, storyline. Right, yeah, anything by Kirpus, written by Kirpusiak in the late 90s, early 2000s was awesome. But even going back into the 60s and 70s, I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff the that kind of gets, Captain America. It gets forgotten. Yeah, there's three so. or four hundred issues of comic books there. <laughs> right, there's lots of good. And then, good and then tie so, what about JLA? Well, there's about as many JLA comics. You know what, there's, there's, what is the standout story? It's like, I want to get into JLA. What do I need to read from the You know, there's one great book. thing that if you want to know the beginning is if you get uh, Mark Wade's JLA Year One. JLA Year One, yep. Which was yeah. a mini uh, that, that you can get the trade paperback of, and that is fantastic. That was actually one of the very first things I read coming back into comics after being out for probably five, ten years, something like that. Yeah. Uh, would you say the Would you say the Giffen run? Yes, totally. The Giffen, the first the sixty 80s? issues, one yep. through sixty Jesus. of JLA, JLA Justice League, JLA uh, Justice League: A New Beginning. That's what the trade is called. Yeah, but that's run. the first right. part. But that's I think that's the only part that's actually in trade. The rest is all issues. But the first right. sixty issues are worth are really really good. Uh, yep. And then Grant uh, Morrison's JLA, the, J, the Grant Morrison JLA series from the nineties is the shit. Um, yep. The problem with the JLA is that any big JLA story tends to encompass the entire. Um, Universe because it's basically all the characters. So like the the Legends story coming out of Crisis and Infinite Earths is a great miniseries. Um, actually, very similar to Civil War. Now that I think about it, much better than Civil War. Uh, yeah, I mean JLA is difficult. Yeah, because it splits up. There's lots of books, but and plus early in the 60s, 70s, it wasn't as very event, you know, kind of huge story. No, yeah, kind of focused. Yeah, yeah it was more. Hopeless. I don't think you're gonna like the storytelling that's better anyway. Starro. No, so, I love Starro. that cover when they're all fighting Starro. That silver. Well, that's that yeah. takes really that happens in JLA Year One. Right. Yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. I forgot about that's, that. That's that's a really really good place to start. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's a good one. Modern JLA a modern one, telling yeah. of the orig- original Justice League. And yeah. Mark Wade knows his stuff, and it doesn't feel antiquated, but it still has enough history in it. That's a really good one. The, we the original retcon Justice League. We were talking about New, New Frontier earlier. It's not necessarily the Justice League, but it's sort of the pre-formation of it. Yeah. A little bit. So. I don't know if you, Ron. Have you ever? Have you, no. Have you ever read Legends? No, I never have. It was the, it was the bridge between Crisis that led into the Giffen Justice League. Oh, really? I should do yeah. have it. It's the formation. I have the issues. Okay, I should borrow that. The formation of the Giffen Justice League. Cool. All right. <laughs> Our last voicemail's got a lot on his chest. Hey guys, this is Derek, first time caller. I just want to say, love the show. And this, just this episode of Smallville was awesome. Silly, best episode ever needs to be a spinoff. Had to say that. Two, the Civil War has ruined me for Marvel. This crossover is screwed up. These writers and artists, are they even talking to each other? Is anybody communicating over at Marvel? I have no idea. Three, Darkhawk, one of the greatest characters ever. Needs to come back. Four. Speedball was a great character. The New Warriors was a great comic. Marvel screwed the pooch on this one. Derek from Philly signing off. Holla at your boy. Holla. Like the bread? (laughs) All right, one one at a time. Smallville. You know what? You get one topic per voicemail. (laughs) Like this this Daryl thing is not catching on. (laughs) <laughs> and by the oh, way, oh, by the by way, the way yeah. we we all love Daryl, and we all love his 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 reports, but nobody can replace him. We got a lot of a lot of invitation voicemails. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and there's a lot so. of streets being stalked currently. 
Yes, we seems we have the entire country covered with stalkers. It's it's kind of scary. But anyway, so um, so Derek's questions. Uh, Smallville Justice episode. Awesome. Awesome. Didn't awesome. Better than I Fan- thought it was going to be. Oh, it was fantastic. It was so good. A spinoff would be cool. I don't know how long it could last, but it would Never, be, it, it it would be fun. It would be fun. If you want to see more about it, go to ifanboy.com. We had a long uh, discussion about yeah. Smallville. Very um, cool. Loved it, though. Loved it. Um, has Civil War ruined Marvel? Did they screw yes. the pooch? Yes. They're getting there. I've never seen something start out with so much potential positivity. People were like, "Great, this is awesome," and everyone was like, "This is a this is a crossover event that doesn't suck," and it ended up sucking for completely new reasons. (laughs) In many ways, it's a trailblazer. I like sick. I like sick Josh. (laughs) Um, All right, Darkhawk rules. No argument there. Um, And Speedball ruled. And New Warriors is great. Speedball, I like Speedball, and I, I love the new. I have, a, I have a little place in my heart for the new war. I maybe so. thought Speedball was kind of lame until he became Penance. And, and Penance became lame. Speedball's lameness. He became lame, lame in all new it. ways. I mean, I mean, like, like Penance makes Speedball look like Steve McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, wow, oh how God. cool is that? Can he even see out of that mask? No, there's needles in his eyes and yeah, testicles. No. I don't know. It's stupid. All right. So if you want to call us and leave a voice, what a you- dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> you can call one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. And um, don't forget, you can also email contact at ifanboy.com. We love to get your letters, and we love to get your calls. And also, your letters and calls do apply to the video show. So if you have questions you want us to read on the video show, let us know. Just send uh, us a videogram if you want. Yeah. No yeah, promises yeah. about that. Yeah, none. <laughs> So, um, all right, we're running long, so we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> so uh, don't forget to head over to ifanboy.com. Check out the in-depth uh, comic book discussion we have over there. We're talking comics every day, every hour. That's yeah, a time. that's, that's a, not a good promise. Yeah. Every hour of every day? Well, close to. Well, feels like it lately. Yeah, no it does. sleep. Yeah, so. Don't forget to go to frapper.com slash ifanboy. Put your map, pin the frapper map. Represent where you are and say hi. You can go to any of the various spaces at myspace.com slash ifanboy or comicspace.com slash ifanboy and be our friend. I'm not even being facetious about it anymore. Go there and be our friend. It makes us feel good. And, and as you can tell, I don't feel good right now. Exactly. We need all the help we can get. And we are personal friends, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we're on. We're on, we're friends with the iFanboy account. You can be friends with us personally, which would be nice. Um, you can also go to dig.com and go to the podcast section if you're a Dig member, and you can vote for podcasts. And we love to get your votes there. And you can also vote for the new video podcast there as well. I don't know if you've and, noticed, but uh, that might help us out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and be sure to check out iFanboy.com or Revision3.com/slash/iFanboy for the video podcast. Um, and go into iTunes and subscribe to the video podcast and leave some comments about it. We'd love to hear yes. what you think. Yeah. You know, if um, you want to wait a little, watch next week's too and just see. You know, maybe it wasn't yeah. a fluke. Exactly. <laughs> go for that. But uh, there's going to be one coming at you every week for the for the until we die. <laughs> until we're driven into our early grave. Probably, not far from now. So, and if you um, want to help out with our medical bills, you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations and help us out. So That's it for the show, boys. I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I hope I'm better next week. Uh, so do I. Damn you, Connor. I'm sorry. 